the last train too. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for episode 14 of the Last Train Podcast. Uh, this is a show where we like to put an emphasis on having quality conversations. Um, sort of the kinds of conversations you'd have at the end of the day on the last train home. Uh, we hope that as some people are listening to this, they can gain a better understanding of how to have better conversations about some difficult things in their own lives as well. Uh, my name is Toby. I'm joined here by Yanu and DT. And uh, we hope you enjoy the show today. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our first topic today, uh, well, I was going to say, you guess, you know, should guess, but I guess it's already in the title of the episode at yeah. this point. But uh, <laughs> Redundant. <laughs> <laughs> but my, I had a friend actually reach out to me saying, you know, can you guys, you know, talk about SARS on the podcast? I'm like, yeah. I don't feel like I can go on and really say much about it because yeah. I don't, you know, I still have my research to do. Yeah, but then this morning I was like, "There's what better person to get this kind of information from <laughs> than your African parent?" There we go. So I hit up my dad. And I was like, "He's a very scholarly man." Too. Yeah, it's it was not less, just yeah. your arbitrary like, like African, African parent, dad. like <laughs> ignorant advice. Yes, like it, you would say something, you're like, "I'm not really sure that's true," but I'm a roll with it anyway. Yeah, you, you know, know? <laughs> like this guy's actually educated, a professor, and everything. So yeah. I was like, you know, daddy. <laughs> Tell me about Give me the lowdown. <laughs> he was probably pretty excited too. Yeah, well, African he was like, dads like love it when their sons ask them for stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and it was like, you know, what exactly like about you know, like the uh, riots or what it is or whatever. I'm like, listen, guy, like, like honestly, I, like I, I I'm not really sure why people are, you know, why this is becoming so big now because. Yeah. I feel like we always got stopped and harassed by cops and this yeah. and that. And he was like, I think that triggered something for him. And I was like, okay, I can tell that, you know, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. Not at all. And he schooled me. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to talk about it. And again, we don't have, you know, everything broken down quite yet, but yeah. we have enough to kind of start a conversation and you guys can... Educators, yeah, educators. You know, uh, talk to us online at Last Train Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and also email us at hello at thelasttrain.fm. Last Train, we're social. And, you know, if we missed anything or you just want to, you know, add to it or correct something, please, you know, let us have it. It is up, man. But like being, although I'm very defensive. I've noticed that about myself. If somebody hits me back, like, I didn't like what you said. I'm like, really? Really? How about you check your own facts and then come back at me, okay? <laughs> well, you say all that stuff to yourself before you type before, it back. Before you type, yeah, it's like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so SARS, special anti-robbery squad. First of all, you know, shout out to all the friends and celebrities and people sharing awareness and, you know, reposting stuff and letting people know and uh one of my the guys i followed actually was the first guy that i saw put on his story mm. he was like this is how you can help send an email talking about this yeah. to this canadian nigerian ambassador 
and that and i dm'd him i was like yo like like you're actually the first person that i saw like say something specific about, about like this. this is exactly how you can help not yeah. just you know stuff so shout out to everyone doing their part to uh help and obviously you know even just people that are reposting i've yeah. been able to watch a lot of cool videos including the one about this uh female cop recounting her stories mm. as you know in a cop and i drew and all that stuff yeah but yeah let's get into it so sars special anti-robbery squad and this i didn't know it was founded in 1992 yeah i saw that too i i just read that this this like yeah. this morning and it's like one of the like 1992 branches. that's like 20 years ago man yeah. like <laughs> it's like 1992 it's one of the 28 years 28 years i'm like i'm 25 <laughs> and i'm 94 yeah, exactly. so like yeah, oh my god yeah <laughs> uh and it's, yeah so first of all that was like okay this is something different and it began as exactly that it was a special squad of people that was supposed to stop um robbers why in do Nigeria. i feel like all evil yeah. things start out good yeah because <laughs> like and you can also tell too with the name special special anti-robbery yeah squad squad <laughs> it seems it's like the direct. fire brigade this is something exactly like oh what my god to do yeah. yeah uh and then the, their the hell scope. is empty like let's deconstruct that for sorry anti-robbery how the yeah. hell do you prevent robberies from happening like well they get into it yeah about yeah. how you know the heck they, is they, they anti robbery yeah uh, <laughs> and you know that their uniform was nothing just yeah. casual jeans and stuff to blend in. Oh, and they had we what weapons and all that stuff. They're like special black ops. Or exactly. Like that. Yeah. And special then black ops. I, their I, I don't scope. Know that far to call them special they're, black well, ops. Like obviously they they failed. They're, they're a special <laughs> civilian unit. No, <laughs> not, not a, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, they don't quite have the same training. <laughs> I but they're covert. Say. Okay. Yeah. But uh, anyways, their scope got expanded to not just that, as you know, that kind of seems to be the road to decline for yeah. most supposed to be specialized units is the scope got expanded to Yahoo Boys. Yeah. For those who oh. aren't Nigerian, I don't know <laughs> Yahoo Boys. Those I'm are, you know, a Yahoo Boy. <laughs> that song is so catchy. And Yahoo Boy is like Nigerian slang for like a like somebody, a scammer. Like someone that does scams. Yeah. A fraud a fraud person. Yeah. Exactly. So then that became the thing. So then they, you know, it was not part of their jurisdiction to also stop scammers. And they would, you know, stop people on the road, see suspicious activity and interrogate, sorry, interrogate on the street. And then if there wasn't anything, you know, just, you know, just a couple of questions, see if there's anything suspicious. And okay. if it's not, the like, right away, I can think of like three go. human rights violations like right there. <laughs> like it's, but continue. And <laughs> if there's something suspicious, then they take you into the station and, whatever now i i'm getting to the part now where i'm like well i get on talking to my dad i'm like ah but daddy like we used to get stopped on the road all the all time, the time. Yeah. you know like people will be asking for you know yeah. and they always ask us for bribe and that's just mm -hmm. how nigeria works blah blah yeah. blah like did you guys ever experience that i remember being stopped uh while in the car with my parents mm -hmm. uh, for weird reasons. Yeah. I know that I, or oh, my dad, oh, what I needed was like a oh, oh, sort of like problem with the country was when my father would have to call his um, call sisters. A 
Call a friend. His sister's husband, <laughs> um, which was like a colonel in the army to like, you know. Um, oh my God. Get us out of like mm-hmm. troubling situations. And yeah. 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 It's it's such a weird like setup. Oh, it's messed. Well, why would yeah. you have to do that? I mean, and the Nigerian for, police system. It, it was a laughing stock for, for us. Time. It was because my dad worked in the hospital in the sorry in the university. If we took his government car, it had FG on the license plate. Yeah, and cops would never mess with a car that has FG. FG. They just you know they'll just let us go. This was this wasn't when I lived in Nigeria. Like born and raised was when I went back to to visit. Um, we had that kind of like, you know, FG privilege. Yeah. But anyways, I'm talking to my dad and I'm like, you know, like, but we always got stopped by these people. And that's when he was like, no, the cops that will stop you, you know, would ask you for a little bit of stuff. Uh, you know, maybe they will harass you a little bit. Come on, blah, blah, blah. But that's it. SARS. And this will now realize, oh, I've actually, I'm out here talking shit. I've actually never come in contact with, with SARS. SARS. Yeah. SARS thank is God different. that you have it. Exactly. They, again, stop you. If you've you seen them, it's too Because <laughs> you have facts. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have a bandana on or you have a certain fit on. They're like, you know. You dress again, a certain way. Under yeah. the guise of you're probably a Yahoo boy. Or you have a nice car. You know, you're pulling up with a white girl, whatever it is. Suspicious activity. Okay. That's ever so vague, you know, word. And then they stop you, and then it became things like illegally searching your phone, you know, like threatening you until you opened it. And then in your text, just with Nigerian stuff, you can see your account balance at some point. And they're making you send not 500 naira, but like 100,000 naira to them on the spot. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Being shot. Yeah. Wait, if you don't comply, they shoot you? Why would. Yes. what <laughs> exactly so now you understand just the well that's that's the threat why do they have those powers i i don't understand like it's it's corruption right it's not it i mean they don't have that power that power is not given to them i see mm-hmm. it is there, there's a, no there's nowhere in the constitution or in rather their mandate that yeah. says that they should do that that, that they can but then shoot the, the lack of shoot. i don't know if we should start going there but the lack of there, there's so many problems with this with mm. just is it a problem with accountability saying or not accountability and it, it's it's a multifaceted problem that i have been thinking about for such a long time wow. apart from just the problem of accountability like it's it's that first of all, these officers are not qualified to do the job that they're mm-hmm. they're being asked to do. Yeah. Um. And like even the 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 problem of like just the compensation and like the, just the the structure of security. We'll get there. How, we'll how, get how, there. How the we'll country is, but let's. I, let's, I think, let's, I think let's, DT's going a little off the rails here. You got to <laughs> okay. draw him back. Yeah. Yeah. No. Actually, we are headed in that direction because again, we talked about just. For those of us that maybe came to Canada early and then, you know, and we're like, oh, you know, we remember being stopped by cops. Like, that isn't equal SARS. Yeah. And because of how grotesque and how much worse, you know, these people are treating people, I would say, uh, and I was actually talking to a friend of, sorry, to my cousin in Nigeria. This was way back in, you know, in the summer around June talking about, you know, COVID and stuff, how stuff is happening and, you know, is stuff being locked down? Can you go to the next state? And, you know, they're like, yeah, there's lockdown, there's roadblocks. I'm like, you know, who's really enforcing it? And I think 
right then I heard SARS or something along those lines. And we both kind of like, you know, looked at each other like, that sounds like a bad idea. Just waiting to happen. Just people in casual outfits with guns, making sure you don't leave your house. Yeah. And if you do, not just sending you back home, but then you're getting robbed. Like just, there's a, there's a lot of things wrong with this it's already. It's just inherently so, screwed up. It's completely upside down. Yeah. yeah. So then to answer the question of, oh, why is this hashtag trending now and why is this all big now because it's been going on for so long apparently it's been going on for so long and also universities right now as they you know they are from time to time are on strike so and just with COVID and stuff you know university kids and students are home but nigeria isn't a country that gives you two thousand dollars every month so people still have to go out and you know work work yeah right feed themselves to survive do all the things you know you got to do and you should be able to go out there and feel like you know anyone any government official with a weapon will protect you not rob you and kill you or you know leave you as a sister with three of your brothers dead mm-hmm. and stuff like that so that's kind kind of a rough uh a rough you know breakdown and summary for you know those of but people listening that, you know, are maybe seeing this hashtag and are like, you know, what is this? How does it differ from what I maybe knew? Or maybe I know nothing about Nigeria and, you know, the system there. It is kind of, it's something even worse than the already complained about, you know, regular police in Nigeria. And the one thing I am saying, though, is the fact that all this bribing stuff that police take, there was a chart, I think, DT, you have the numbers just about how a cop, how much police makes in Nigeria versus how much a senator makes. And the fact that, like, because the big thing a couple of days ago was them saying, you know what, SARS is disbanded yeah. in Nigeria, but the officers are going to be reshuffled. And people were like, whoa, what are they going to be reshuffled yeah, to? It's like, we're not First of all, we stupid. want justice. Yeah. So this band is good, but we need these people to be accounted for. Yeah. To justice. Mm-hmm. And now they're telling people to, you know, try to find evidence and bring it up and, you know, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, follow the process. Yeah, follow the process. Yeah. But again, even the ones that get off and get reassigned, if they're reassigned to a losing system, Corruption will continue. Absolutely. Uh, did, did you do you remember those numbers, DC? A Nigerian senator makes around thirty million naira a month. A month. Uh, what is that converted to uh, real money? Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lo- look it up. But how much does uh? Do you know the Nigerian cop one? About thirty thousand naira. Okay, I think if I can run the basic calculation in my mind on what I know, 30,000 naira is something like uh, 200 bucks a month, something like that. So 30 million naira is about 104,000 Canadian dollars a month. And that's the senators? That's like... And the cops make how much? 30,000 naira. 30,000. 30,000 naira, which is... Like entry level, I believe. 
a hundred and yeah, it's not even two hundred bucks. Yeah, tough. So if you're sending these people who are already corrupt and quote unquote reshuffling them to these places into a broken system, yeah, where there's more corruption. It just sounds like shit is being remixed. The incentives are all wrong. Yeah. Right? The incentives are, are all wrong. Mm-hmm. One, one would say, you know, the we want the extra judicial killings to stop and all the other demands. It's that the system is not, like Toby says, it's not accountable. Right? The, the the system that we've been running since like 1992, I don't know if SARS has like gotten any any other mandate, but ever since the world moved to a more like technologically driven or the just the, the push for like a more technologically like driven like economy, uh, there, there are cases where like, you know, even tech workers or people who are just graphic designers or just creators, people who are creating in Nigeria are being labeled as or being targeted um, and you can see where the outrage where the outrage comes from where you're just trying to go by your day do what you need to do to get by and under no fault of your own and even if there was just cause for suspicion it's just that the process is there's no existing process that does not violate like I don't know how many human rights, mm-hmm. um, and it's also like you said, this people, or these these uh, officers don't have the judicial power to be doing what they're doing, Absolutely but no not. one is speaking up, and when you try to speak up, there's a potential that you are going to be killed. Very high, and potential. It, it's it's high. Um, and I don't know if willful blindness in a way. Yeah. I mean, we can go there, but you know, it's a tough one. It's hard because I think the, like the generals, like the inspector general and the, the, the police, the security situation in Nigeria has a lot on its hands. There's a lot of problems. And sometimes I don't know if it's more geopolitical, like trying to understand what's what the root of the the cause problem is, is if we don't see ourselves more together as a as a unit, mm-hmm. and like everyone does not, everyone's just like every man for themselves, and because of that, that's that's what's that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, oh. or if it's just like there is no like um, the the people who are who are getting to to police us, yeah, uh, just because of the incentives, they're not the people who we want to be policing us yeah you end up with is, is, that, is that is that what's happening here i think do we think we have better qualified professionals a better a, a, a better like a citizenry can we police ourselves in a in a better way are they better people I, to do this job you know to be honest i don't even think we need to look that deep the fact of the matter is police don't make a lot of money mm-hmm. right <laughs> what does an entry-level police officer make in canada they make a living <laughs> they actually make a good living um I would say so. But like if I, I think what I'm trying to hint at here is that before we can even tackle issues of that, how do we get 
the right you know qualified people people that actually and beyond people that know the rules and qualified people that actually have faith in the justice system people that believe wholeheartedly that what they're doing is making a difference right i'm hinting at a kind of societal nihilism there good people Hmm. won't even be attracted to those kinds of jobs anyway you know and um and as it turns out if we consider nigeria as a democratic state um, I think there is a lack of faith in it culturally. Nobody buys into it, right? Well, I, and that's the also for context, entry level uh, cops get paid about 2000 a month in Canada, just for context. Uh, so but again, 2000 Canadian a month? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like you're saying, and that's what a lot of people are saying too with why, you know, so many youth are hitting the streets is sometimes, you know, we talk to our parents and they are jaded. I mean, that's why people try to work so hard to bring their families out here in the first leave, place. To escape. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what we are seeing is a rejuvenation of the youth. Faith. Yeah. You know, the people that say, hey, you know, please don't fuck up my future. Yeah. You know, like, you might be on your way out, but, like, I'm in my 20s, I'm heading in that direction. We got to hit the streets and we got to be loud and we have to, Yeah. you know. I think what you have is a generation of people that haven't given up on the country. Right? Yeah. Because the easy mm-hmm. route is to, to escape, right? Exactly. And, and to come here and to, you know, do the grind here. Yeah. Here there's has issues too but like it's a it, i'm at the bottom of a ladder i actually want to climb here and we also i think because of how more global the world is yeah you know you grow up and you That's, see yeah. burner boy and see what savage on an album with beyonce mm. and you see how much other people appreciate you know your culture yeah and your roots it makes you feel like and you are it worth- you know what i mean yeah I, I think perhaps that also, you know, helps kind of yeah. that like sense of fight. Don't don't give up on us. Yeah. But like I will say this, like, you know, obviously SARS like uh is is quite is trending on social media and there mm-hmm. was a video that I saw and it was and and it, it sucks because I I won't remember the name, but perhaps at a later date or something like that I can I can confirm. But there was an interview and it, it was a it was a lady, I believe she was a kind of public intellectual and she was, you know, she had an interview with uh, on a, I believe a, a Nigerian news network, mm-hmm. and there she was having a very emotional kind of a pro uh, liberal kind of argument, and her take on it was that the problem in this country is that um, people are merely surviving; they aren't really living, right? right? And her, the the news anchor or the interviewer, her take was, "What do you mean? You're breathing." Right. I don't know if that's actually how she like, you know, yeah. if she was that dumb. <laughs> but she's like, you're breathing, right? You know, people are able to live here. They survive one way or another. Mm-hmm. And she says that surviving isn't living, right? So then she fires back. Tell me what living is. And that's when I thought, okay, she's going to get tripped up. Nah, she was ready. She said living, right, is the state in which somebody can grow up and be raised by a nobody and be able to become a somebody mm-hmm. without knowing anybody. 
Pause. That's what you're trying. <laughs> Boom! Drop the mic. <laughs> right, just no nepotism. You know, that's yeah. if I was to describe Nigeria in one word, that's it. If you don't know anyone, mm. you can't do anything. You're completely at a uh, such a I, raw disadvantage. Apart from apart from even just being at such a raw disadvantage, the system is not set up for you to to like succeed. Right. And like when, like, I guess, I don't know if this is the problem with just like the integrated economies we found ourselves having, but like, regardless, everyone had to trade, countries have to trade. Mm -hmm. So that's not, I only use that as the factor to why this should be a problem. But, you know, if we pluck an 18 year old Nigerian versus like an 18 year old, what? Anywhere, anywhere anywhere else and put them on the same. Uh, on the same pedestal, yeah, it'd be extremely hard, like, to find, like, and I guess you can take, like, if we take a look at, like, you know, just the, the numbers, like the GDP, the, the, the what do you call it? Is it GDP per or the uh, GDP per capita? Yeah, per capita. Yeah, you can you can see like okay, yeah, yeah see like per capita, they don't have as much money, but but it's just terrible. Like the country, yeah. the country is not getting better we feel like we are regressing yeah and there's actually an argument to to show that we have like the past 20 years has been less of a um appreciate uh, less of an appreciation mm-hmm. of of the society so it's it's I, I think this is this is more of a a wake-up call something has gone wrong somewhere yeah yeah and, and we we're, we're, we're in a state of crisis and we need to address this absolutely and if we don't, we're going to implode. It's just one of those questions of like, if not now, then when? That, then when? And you if know. we don't do it, then what? what is the alternative situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps they're, they're channeling some kind of energy from the, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and seeing that, you know, perhaps if you get enough young people to actually hit the streets, mm-hmm. no matter how dire your situation is, perhaps everybody can can have some level of impact, right? It's, and that's, again, willful blindness again, right? And that's the thing is uh, a uh, an article I was reading described, or rather said, you know, these protests, these protests are different because they are decentralized and are not directed by leaders or typical activists. Mm. It's something that's just, just seems like a cry of the nation. It's not really like, you know, different people might tack their agendas onto it, but it's something that was just birthed out of, yo, this is craziness. It's got to stop. Yeah. Especially when we're all supposed to be hunkered down mm-hmm. and, as you say, surviving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we could go, you know, longer Honestly, and longer I feel like we and deeper into this. But yeah. And I, like, you know, it's because I'm just such a, like a philosophy guy. Like I yeah. can think of millions of ways. We <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, but again, you know, this is just a little, hey, this is, you know, what's, uh, we, what's you know, going on, little current events topic. Check it we'll, out. We'll, you know, between more, maybe more research Twitter and learning Instagram, more. We can post ways that people can support. Can, yeah, um, can help out or I believe donate. there's a local uh, um, protest even here within our own community. Uh, yeah, yeah it's going to be on Holland the, Park. Yeah, Holland on Park, the that's mm-hmm. really close to where we live, actually. Yeah. yeah, and there is also, check out feministcoalition2020.com. Okay. Yeah, they are uh, feministcoalition2020.com. Yeah, they're, they're a good organization that, that is helping out with uh, 
some monetary um, compensation to victims and uh, places where where it's needed. So yeah. if you, if you can donate, do do uh, mm-hmm. do check them out. Yeah, awesome. Uh, even if it's not just donation, they also have multiple ways you can help. But it's a it's an organized uh, it's a it's a it's a good org. They have a very transparent um, system system on how they're using the funds there they're receiving too as well. So again, if you can check them out, feministcoalition2020.com. Awesome. And again, our handles at Last Train Pod, at Last Train Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And Hit Twitter, us up. let mm-hmm. us know. You can also, you know, DM and text and call us directly if you know you want to just educate us some more stuff or reach out. Let us know a way to help and yeah. any of that. Yeah, it's ours. All right. Let's talk about school, guys. So I had my birthday, yeah, October 11. Shout right. out to you know all my Shout fellas out. that came out. 24. Shout out to all the gifts, all the cards, you know, cash. Yeah, two four. Thai food, all that stuff. I feel Thank pretty y'all. bad. I didn't. I didn't get you anything. <laughs> yeah, you did, bro. You, you got him a car. Oh. Yeah, you got me a car. You got me a oh, yeah, fifty dollar gift card to Cactus. Oh, like, oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I've, I've done a lot for you, man. Yeah, dang, man. You're good. You got me a platform. I got- <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, <laughs> when, when's my birthday? <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. So my birthday always falls during, uh, really no during midterm season in school. Yeah. When I was in school at uh, U of A. And, you know, it's just, I think last year was the first time in five years I was like, holy cow, my, you know, my birthday isn't during midterms. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, feeling mad depressed during my birthday. Oh my God. And, but I, but I had my knee injury then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but this year, you know, nothing to, you know, to bitch about. Knee's good. Got a wife, got a puppy. Oh yeah, man. Got my homies. We're it PC. is a different, like just a completely it is different. Three sixty. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, I'm getting wished happy birthday, but then I'm saying, yo, how are you doing? They're like, yo, I got midterm something. Like, Damn, sucks that to be you. Back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've all kind of been through, you know, that grind. Actually, oh, yeah. you know, Juliana isn't here right now because she's doing an doing an assignment for her masters. Oh yeah. Uh so she's still in the school grind. But that's, you know, behind us. Oh, uh yeah. in the future maybe, but yeah, you know, yeah. l- later future. Yeah. When we when we've made some money. <laughs> you know, we've learned some things. Yeah. You know? So I kinda just wanted to, you know, make some content for as a shout out to my homies that are still in school. Just oh, to man. hear some people who have gone through it, you yeah, know. Man. Talk about it, bounce about it, and it you know, better. just you know, talk about Actually, how. No, it doesn't. There is an end, <laughs> and in some ways, man, it gets better. I feel like all summer we got a chance to hang out and play uh, games every Sunday, yeah, and man. now we've lost the homies now, to, to school. To school, <laughs> and yeah, and we're kind of the last people holding the torch for the yeah, Sunday you know hangouts I mean? too. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so let's talk about school. Yeah, man. So I have some questions here. We're just gonna do. I'm going to ask a question. We're going to okay. talk about it. Move on to the next thing. And we're going to start before college, actually. All right. So first question is, what grade did school start being important to you? 
Oh man, you know I what? Can go right. go first if you want. Oh no, okay. Yeah. So for me, it was grade. I started doing. Uh, I started doing IB grade eleven and twelve. IB. Uh, I can't even say the proper <laughs> thing, but it's like AP class classes, I see, but I see. a little bit advanced. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say grade eleven was when I was like, okay. Yeah. And you actually had to like pick a science. You weren't just mm. taking science anymore. It was yeah, like yeah, physics yeah. or chem or I bio. See. Yeah. So yeah. for me, grade eleven was kind of when I was like, oh, you know, I guess the school then is it's time to, proper proper. Yeah, man. What about you? Damn, it's gotta be around. Because I slacked off for most of high school, man, like right into it. Um, in fact, like I slacked off so badly in the eighth grade. I remembered, and it's weird because I was a pretty smart kid. It's not mm-hmm. like I was dumb. It's just that I just didn't see the... You had better things to do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I remember in the eighth grade, I was going to a certain high school. And I remember, I was seriously failing like a, a bunch of classes. Man. <laughs> uh, but then halfway through the year, I switched schools. And uh, I think there was a mess up there. My transcript didn't quite transfer over. Uh So I just, they just kind of went with the grades for like half a semester at my new school and lost everything else. So I remember like having like, thankful for that kind of academic, like flushing at that point. (laughs) But when things got serious for me, it must've been around that same time, Mm -hmm. but later, much later in the 11th grade, I was like, like oh, crap, deep into like, grade 11, you're like, college like, is I gotta gonna, start freaking out where happen. I'm going, you know. So, like, <laughs> deep into 11th grade, I really woke up, and then I told myself, 12th grade, I'm, I, I really gotta push it. Uh-huh. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> went to a pretty, pretty average university and sets up the rest of my average life. So. Lol, <laughs> DT, yeah, uh, secondary school, which uh, translates to high school for you guys, mm-hmm. or. Yeah. Sort of, uh, I guess, senior high. I don't know if that's yeah. how you guys do it. Senior yeah. high is it? How many senior years high, is senior high here? I think I think it's called junior high, and then it's just high, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You can tell that it's just um, high school for us but here. Junior high, high isn't even something that they do very much in Canada. I think that's very much kind of an American thing, right? Or maybe in other parts of Canada. I'm not so, so K sure. through K through twelve. So six through twelve is that the important part for you guys? Um, I believe well, mostly it's K to seven K and to then seven. eight to twelve. It's twelve, yeah. Yeah. For again, for us, important part for us was grade eleven and twelve. Grade eleven and twelve. <laughs> that's when uh yeah. All right. Um so yeah, my six years in secondary school was not that great. I would say when school got serious for me was when I came to Canada. Uh-huh. Um my first pre college year. Yeah. That was when I um that was the first year I did. I, I had the most astonishing uh, sort of like academic performance. So you said pre-college year? Yeah. So that was like technically first year college. Right. I was doing like uh, college courses, first uh-huh. year college courses. Yeah. Okay. How come you said pre-college then? You know, that's how they kind of do it in the UK. I hear like there's yeah, college like it, and then there's university. University, yeah. Because yeah. oh, gotcha. like it, it's sort of, it's called Fraser International College. It's a oh, okay, it's sort okay, of a okay. private institution right. that preps you for college. Gotcha, that's gotcha. What, that's you feel prepped for college? Did it truly prep you for college? I think the sort of like social aspect, definitely no, but for the academic, academic <laughs> aspect, yes. I, I feel I, like only smart kids knew what that term meant and I feel, I feel yeah. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all got pre-college? Because how old were you at this pre-college? Uh, 16. And that's hype as hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is hype as hell. <laughs> At 16, man, I was still getting dunked on. And- oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I will say I, this, though. I, no, sorry, continue. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, actually lost my train of thought here. I'll tell you what were you going to say. <laughs> I will say this, though, like interesting fact. I mean, not interesting fact, just anecdote. Mm-hmm. But like after, like it's only now that I realize how useless math was in school, like completely for useless. You. For me, I, I suppose like certain careers, like especially if you maybe if you go into tech or something like that. A lot of careers. But, but like, no, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Even for tech, like, like it's not the mental capacity to actually perform the mathematics. I think it's very much left up to the computers and, okay, and stuff fair, like that. Like fair. it's, you're not like you, like yeah, you're, the doing, algorithm. you're doing calculus and stuff Long like that anymore. division you're Long, talking about. <laughs> the hell out of here man like you know like nah i'm serious like getting through like i could have gone through my entire although nah fuck that i could have gone through entire school not doing a single math class and i'd be totally the same thing as i am now Mm. you know what i mean that reveals a lot about you though i went into i went into the arts you know and yeah philosophy and all of that but um, well that's the thing it's like when you get to a point like this and you look back then you're like oh i could have chipped away yeah this 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 and that same thing with with uni too which we'll get to but yeah in terms of prereqs yeah when you get to the destination you're like man i didn't really have to take latin yeah 101 or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean but i could have just stayed at home man i think played video part games of with it my is uh just kind of a equal kind of take a little bit of of, of everything yeah so then you can decide what you rock with uh, plus, in hindsight, man, we're complaining about what the first twelve mm-hmm. years of yeah. school. Your life is so much longer, so man. Much like, listen, more if you gotta take than that. Yeah, yeah. four years but of it is, math. It is, it is changing though. I feel like nowadays, like they don't do a lot of math, or like math is very much like it's very concise and it's very it's more simplified. Yeah, dude. In, more... in the school I was uh, helping out with in Edmonton, like yeah. I think the grade. I want to say four to six, they never got homework. Yeah. Like in terms of, you know, just the easy math stuff because yeah. all of them have phones. Yeah. So they actually <laughs> just never had math on work. Yeah. They did all the work in class where they could be supervised and, you know, oh, certain Siri. things weren't, <laughs> uh, you know, taught yeah. a certain way uh, because you just kind of assume they have, you know, phones or yeah. calculators or something. Even actually, we used to be taught how to do addition, but on like the analog clock. Um, like, what does the time say? It's two o'clock mm. plus 90 minutes. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Now, they're Gen Z kids that are able now to read an analog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, that's, uh, it's troubling, watch. but what exactly are we mourning there? If like yeah, we live in a society when like there are no more analog they clocks, aren't what's like, the point of knowing how to tell well, that time? Yeah, it's like yeah. you can choose the clock, yeah. but like they aren't really missing out on nah, you're fine. You know, much. Like it's yeah. just a flex at that point. Let's just get more concise with what people actually need to know, right? Uh, yeah, I do agree that there's certain knowledge that we we enforce that does not translate like if somebody to a comes and it's like outcome for yeah try to it use this time. sundial to tell time <laughs> would be like the hell are you t-? like <laughs> but it takes time that's yeah, the thing i mean you, you yeah. can learn it and like sort of like you know understand that the i'm saying no behind, behind, <laughs> behind that and how it evolved into sort of the timekeeping methods we have now mm-hmm. yeah but 
yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. I do think there is, there is use this, there is utility in, in learning those things. Like it's, it's history, right? Like, I, I don't think you should be teaching it to, to, yeah. to kids in a, in a way that it is like enforced in an educational curriculum. Yeah. Like it can be like an extra, like you know, clubs that, that yeah. decide to like, you know, time clocks or, or yeah. time, uh, time clubs that decide to, but that's the, but that's explore, the cool thing about like explore, uh, how how we told time. That's the cool thing about electives in school is when you start to be able to choose stuff like oh man I'm taking a comp sci elective or film and media elective yeah. or drama or woodwork yeah and you get to actually you know gravitate towards certain things mm-hmm. then cool kind of starts get getting fun yeah you know what I mean a, a little uh, kind of for yeah. for me anyway like I love the chance to be able to you know do a uh, like a like a movie thing, yeah. Or work with iMovie, mm-hmm. or even it was like, oh, That's make true. a HTML something website that you never would have, and done. make the website red yeah. or something, you know. So in high school, I have, yeah. I've never told anybody this, but I guess this is the last training. Sometimes we get a little bum, bum, personal. Um, in high school, I took a lot of drafting classes, which is where you, you know, technical drawing and stuff like that. Oh, cool! And <laughs> I actually. Always wanted to be an architect. Yeah. Bro. But I did so poorly in high school, which is weird because when I tell people I did poorly in high school now, they're like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, but because I did so poorly, the school that I applied to with the, that had the program I was interested in uh-huh. didn't take me. This Dang. is very and interesting. Then I, um, I tried a bunch of other things and then I found philosophy or rather philosophy found me. Uh-huh. So I landed in the right place. But like it's, I always wondered what would have happened because I was deep into this. Like yeah. drafting was what I was. My I was did my not thing. know that about you at all. Yeah, it's cool that like for nothing else, it's cool that that's kind of part of your story. You know, it's kind of embarrassing in a way. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it no funny way, man. because like drafting was actually my best uh, subject in. It in was high school. mine too. It was uh, my favorite. I scored pretty subject. well. In, yeah. Uh, so drafting drawing. is you are learning to draw. Um, you're learning how to technically specify. Technically yeah. So, specify. Yeah, you can essentially like create structures and things like that using programs like AutoCAD and stuff like that. And, and you would, uh, you would, and like the advanced drafting students in the class. Mm-hmm. What, what I liked about the experience is that everybody could go at their own pace. Uh-huh. Some people were still learning how to make a cube mm-hmm. on the thing, and then you would go to the other portion of the class. Some people now they're making, they can make floor plans, right? And then Sick. the really advanced people is like, man. You're ahead of the game. You can actually now, using popsicle sticks and stuff, construct that floor plan you just made. And, That's hype. Um, yeah, that was. That's pretty cool. To do. Yeah. yeah. That's good to have, like, as a part of your, you know, coming up. <laughs> my failure. <laughs> Maybe my son one day, if I ever have a son, will. You have to be an architect. Well, why? You just have to. <laughs> Listen, man, life is nothing without the failures that yeah. kind of guide your steps to. <laughs> You know, next question: you know, getting getting ready. Ready. Make your son vicariously <laughs> live your dreams through uh, through my through my children. Through your son. Right. <laughs> uh, well, well, college. Ooh. I feel like these questions just reflect my college experience Dang. because the first one is: Did you ever pull an all-nighter? Oh my god! Oh my on, a, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Math. <laughs> in, in fact, the thing is, it was for the first few years, it was almost exclusively all-nighters. It Let's was, define an all-nighter also, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what's the longest you've stayed up? Uh, I I didn't sleep. It was literally, I got home, 
you know, in that afternoon, got some Red Bull, maybe, you know, watch the movie or something. Uh-huh. And then you sit down 5, 5 p.m. and you work until 5 in the morning. So, yeah, like I would say like a good 12 hours. Dang. Yeah, yeah man. Mine was uh, finish. I always dipped after church straight mm-hmm. to school. Yeah. And I got on campus with my boys, you know, uh, Peter Weckend, Angus, uh, just... You know, the people that uh, that I struggled through school with, Willie, Brandon, all those guys. Yeah. And I can't remember which of us was in the group, but I got on campus 1 p.m. And we left. Sorry, I got on campus 1 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. We were up the whole night, ended in our assignments at 7.45 a.m. Yeah. Okay, so that's... How many hours is that? That's that's twelve, and then that's eighteen hours. Eighteen hours, yeah. <laughs> and I've been up already, like went to church and everything yeah. in the morning on Sunday, Dang. and then bust home. This was like dead of winter in Edmonton, so you know, freezing your tits up, and then bust went off to sleep. Damn, that was like as far as I can remember, that was the longest I ever pulled. Jeez, was man. we looked at it? We I got there one p.m. It was light out. We looked at the time and we're like, yo, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. Yo, it's 6 a.m. Yo, it's 7 a.m. Yeah. Like, I'm not quitting. You quitting? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I haven't even started yet. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I've had very interesting moments writing. Uh, when when you have those long computing science assignments, um, I mean, I, I've had some great value from, from uh, doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. And I feel my initial first year boost mm-hmm. of confidence um, came from all the like sort of uh, grinds that I did. Mm. And my, I just had a great teacher. Um, and that, that sort of like forever changed my, my outlook on, on like school. And, nice. like, and that's what even actually got me into the computing science uh, sort of or the tech the tech side of things. Now I didn't. I didn't finish college, and we can, yeah. we can go into that. Um, yeah, we'll get much there. later. But, but do you remember the longest you stayed up? Yeah, I don't remember. It was probably just um, all the way from like probably nine p.m. Um, till five a.m. the next day. Right. Uh, trying to either study for a midterm mm-hmm. or um, actually, yeah, I, I remember vividly. Once that that experience trying to <laughs> trying to uh, cram trying to clutch my, a midterm trying to clutch a midterm because I was trying to aim for like the high like nineties I was like yeah I can I can do this well that's and my actually... dad would uh, always put preconditions to me asking for like tech stuff he'll be oh, like oh I remember oh, yeah, that get this like get this like uh, grade get this and we'll get and you, you can this. get a new I never monitor. get this and you'll get this or you pay half of it um oh I'll I'll pay half of it and, yeah yeah. I, or you pay half of it, and the only reason, well, I'll I'll pay the other half if you yeah, can yeah. get this. Good incentive. I Good never incentive. studied all night. I did essays all night. Something yeah. that like I saw an end mm-hmm. for studying. It was for me. It was very much that like I wasn't gonna die on at that sword. Point. It was like it's <laughs> at the, it's either you knew it or you did it. And right. like whatever right. I'm putting right. in this night. Ain't gonna change what's gonna happen tomorrow. That's hilarious. Papers, at least you, there's a fighting chance. Well, you talking about clutching that DT brings us to the next question, which is, what's your most clutch moment that you remember from oh. uni? Ooh. Mine was, uh, I have a, I have a couple. 
but we all do, man. <laughs> but kind of my rookie season University one was like half luck. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. But my rookie season one was definitely first year. <laughs> stats one five one, and you know, again, it was Sunday. I think it was Friday. The exam, the uh, midterm was on, uh, was on Saturday, which is super odd. But people at U of A taking stats one five one, you know, understand that. And I went to school on Friday, and then stayed up with my boy, and we studied, 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 studied. And I think 6 a.m., I went to my friend's place to grab a calculator, walked back to school, went to take the midterm at, what was it? And I think we had to do a bunch of, of tests, too, or quizzes before the midterm. Got into the exam hall at 9, finished it around 11. And the average for that midterm was 16.5 out of 30. Mm-hmm. My friend and I had gotten, and the class was, I think, was curved. I can't remember, but my friend and I had gotten, I think, twenty four nice. or something. Clutch. And we had no business getting that kind of score, but <laughs> I don't we, know. We didn't deserve it. We yeah. clutched it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we clutched it. We went that's what syllabus. it means, man. Yeah, went through the syllabus like the night before. Clutched it. But, yeah, right. but that's that's the icon of a champion. We talk about <laughs> baseball winning the games. When you were the worst team, okay? Yeah, yeah man. I mean, some would say if you just practice and <laughs> good, good practice and hard work, and <laughs> but that just makes for a boring story. Isn't that more satisfying <laughs> though? I always found like if I prepared a lot and did well, it was always less satisfying. I was like, yeah, that's what I was supposed to get. That's well, I so was funny. ready, as opposed to when it was like, this is just like shooting from half court and go, you know what I mean? Like, and I did ball. well. I would even like taunt people who actually prepared. That's <laughs> I'm so I'm like, funny. you actually studied? That's so funny. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> Do you remember yours? Yeah. Your uh, clutch moment? Clutch moments would be, yeah, for sure, like, doing papers in one night and doing really well. Right. Um, that's... I feel like that's a more common... That was, yeah. Like, story. Doing well. Um, Damn. Biggest clutch moment in college. Like, when it was just like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. I should have... <laughs> okay, actually, this is this is, this is an assist um, that we, we I have to give in part to one of my professors. His name mm-hmm. is Wayne Henry. He's the head of department of the philosophy department at um, uh, UFE. And uh, so what happened was uh, it was getting to my final year. And, you know, for all everybody in that program, you need uh, philosophy 300, which is right. the philosophy of logic. The mm-hmm. problem is our program, our department is so small, they only offer this course once every couple of years. Mm. And it's packed, right? Because we got to finish this. Mm-hmm. So I'd left it into my final year. It offered it, oh, and this risky. class was so tough. Logical mm. syllogisms, and we're writing equations. We were like, <clears throat> our department were so geeky that we would like do our homework on Windows all over campus using felt pen and stuff, <laughs> and we'd just write these long ass, you know, like the disjunct and you know all of this stuff. And but this course was tough, man, and it was getting to the point where um, 
it looked like, you know, this 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 one ain't going, <clears throat> you know, like this one is like, I need God to help me with this one. <laughs> and like, but like, I wasn't alone, mm-hmm. right? Like, it looked like half the class was just like, you know, we ain't getting like. That's always nice. And that's the thing. It's like, yo, curve. we going down together, you know, like. <laughs> when the curve is in your favor. Right. Um, but what actually happened was that um, the teacher knew mm-hmm. that man this is like half of our like philosophy grads this exactly, year. <laughs> exactly. We're not going to tank this entire boat. Am I going to be the one? Be the one that to, like, you, you know, know. Be, and like, when are you going to offer this again? Two yeah, years from exactly. now? Like that ain't the key. Yeah. So he actually came and he said, okay, uh, the final exam is going to be take home. So essentially I'm going to give you Hit, the test. He hooked it up. You got to go home. <laughs> work on it by yourselves <laughs> and bring it back. Everybody got a hundred, shake Cleaned my hand, <laughs> give me my degree, walk the hell out of there like a proud man. So yeah, that was, that was I consider that my clutch moment. Nice. But sticking nice, through nice. because there were actually some students who dropped the course. That's always it. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. you kinda you get into a pro <clears throat> sometimes it's a program. Like the yeah, first man. You know, a couple courses you take in comp sci weeds out the weak ones. Yeah. <laughs> and if you stick through, then you start, you know, getting you realize the benefit that of the it curve. gets better. You start yeah. getting nicer projects and mm-hmm. whatnot. I guess it was, for me, it was a lesson in patience, I guess. Like, yeah. stick to something. You never know when yeah. somebody will just. You know, just, when something work out. You know, you never know <laughs> when the half court shot's going to fall. Right? What about you, DT? Clutch uh, moment. Clutch moment, clutch moment. Oof. Yeah, I could tell one of my uh, first uh, clutch moments. Second comp one twenty with uh, Munther Sir Salauddin. A shout out to my professor. Um, he was from Bangladesh, but he was uh, he was a great great professor. Uh, I had done terrible with my computing science introduction mm-hmm. first assignment, and I started getting sort of like fret, like scared that I was not going to. I was like, I was like, uh, like what the fuck is going on, mm-hmm. like. Why am I not getting this this uh, this whole thing? And he actually like you know, you know sat me down and like you know broke it down, you know, broke it down, and sort it of down. Uh, took some time explaining some key concepts to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I remember how I felt really vindicated was at the end of that course, I won uh, like an award for like best uh, best performance, like best assignment. Oh. So we had like to make this interactive battleship game. Uh-huh. And like, I remember my game was like the best. Um, and then he sent like an email out to everyone. Oh, and, to like, let him uh, know. To let him know uh, that, yeah, this was the best game uh, in the course. That's and I was sick. like, yeah, that, that's, that's hype. That's hype. That's, that's clutch. Um, he was like, you're Mr. Miyagi. And he was showing you up. Like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that, that was like the, like the best, like I, I feel without that moment, mm-hmm. that very key moment, um, like might not might, have I, have, I might not have stuck with the, the Kamsai. Kamsai. Dope. Uh, what did you think college would be versus what did it turn out to be? For me, I, honestly, I, I think a lot of what I felt there are some key areas in terms of what I felt college would be that it ended up being just in terms of freedom, uh, a chance to actually do something I wanted to do. I was, you know, I just kind of chose ComSci and I was super into it. And I wanted to get a bachelor's in science, get a bachelor's of science 
without ever doing physics, chem, or bio, right? Wow. And right, because it's like I just didn't have that option in high school. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what, university is when I'm actually gonna get to do what I want to do. And yeah. sure enough, yeah, I was able to get that without ever taking, you know, just what people think. You know, if it's science, you oh, gotta that, do physics, yeah. chem, bio. No, I'm like, I want to do comp sci. And I had to do some prereqs, but in comparison to some other you know, courses, it was a lot less. Mm-hmm. I actually got to do a lot of comp sci courses and you know, a lot of business courses. So yeah, in that way, I was like, here's what I want to get out of university. And I kind of did. And there are some people who are like, you know, your university is not for me. University is not this. I'm like, bro, like I get it. But yeah. me personally, you know, I got what I wanted to get out of university. It wasn't a waste of my time because I feel yeah. like, I chose what I wanted to do and I got exactly that and I'm seeing it pay, you know, pay off. Yeah. Nice. What about you, DT? Uh, yeah. Yo, the question is, what was my experience? Yeah, just what did you think In college would, would, your would be versus what did it turn I'll out to be? I'll be honest, my expectations was like pretty, were like pretty low. Mm-hmm. It's also like completely different when you, like, because I was in a new country. Yeah, uh, right. A completely new like environment to me. So my, 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 uh, You're like, I just don't want to get my ass whooped. Yeah. I just, I just like <laughs> want to succeed. Yeah. Like success was sort of my, um, was my driving force. I didn't, I didn't have like, oh, this is the college experience I must mm-hmm. have. This is like, I didn't, you didn't I didn't like watch up, American like, Pie yeah, or whatever. Like I, it was, it was none of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Actually, funny enough, I think I watched that movie before I, I went to I've college. seen all of them. They're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's like we should put that in a cultural treasure <laughs> chest. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. Also, my I was a completely different person pre college. Oh, um, yeah. Compared to compared to that who comes I am up now. That comes uh, up. And that's, so that's a question coming up. Yeah, uh, I would say very low expectations. Okay, I'll just say success was. So so it turned out you know better than, like kind of better and more than you expected it to to be. Uh yeah, I because think, you had such low expectations to begin with. I ha- I think I had low expectations. I feel that I my college experience was one of more just exploration mm-hmm. and just understanding the world, right. um and uh like a, a better uh, sort of base of of understanding and cool, cool. funny enough I do think I am still gonna I'm going to go back to college cool, and, yeah. and finish uh, something up. Nice, but yeah. If anyone can do it, it's you, man. <laughs> yeah, man. The dude is smarter than half the program like, <laughs> already. What about you, Toby? Um, man, I... I um, Expectation versus reality. Well, I had a... I had a... People that know me know I had a pretty strict upbringing. I was mm-hmm. pretty sheltered. So I wanted college was supposed to be a, an oasis for me. I was going there to, to... Honestly, I was going there to party and make a mm-hmm. lot of friends. <laughs> turn I didn't up. think that I would turn up turn out the way I did, but um but what I found there was um I expected it to to be a big like social thing. And and mm-hmm. in many ways it was. Um I have some epic stories that maybe on a different podcast <laughs> we'll share. Yeah. Um but what it was for me, um Yeah, Alexander. Um, a little Easter egg in there, but um, what it was for me at the end of the day, what it turned out to be was that it was a place where truly, um, you find out who you are, mm-hmm. man. 
Um, and that journey never ends in life. You'll deconstruct that and shatter that and take on other forms. But I think mm-hmm. in the truest, truest sense, I went there and I came out a completely different human being. Right. And, and um, some of the experiences and the conversations, the late night chats, staying up, <clears throat> um, some of those experiences have shaped me and I will carry them for the rest of my life. Is there anything you would have changed about your university experience? Me personally, uh, I'll say no, honestly. Yeah. I feel like every there are things that could have gone well. Yeah, I could say I wish I met my guys, my groomsmen, my Edmonton friends sooner so I didn't have certain, you know, uh, periods of loneliness, but those periods of loneliness did teach me certain things. I could have wished I figured out certain things sooner, but the times I didn't know it made me appreciate the times that I did know it. So me personally, I would say no. Plus I'm pretty grateful about how things have worked out so far post, you know, uni. So yeah, me personally, no, but what about you guys? Um, DT, what you got? I think I wish I had better mentors. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I I uh, would change about my college experience. I feel like it got to a point in time where I really needed um, a little bit of like life mentors and then also um, career uh, mm-hmm. mentors, and yeah. that was like very lacking. But then you can sort of chuck that up to the immigrant student immigrant student experience yeah right right um and so yeah that would have um that's the one thing i would have definitely changed and i love that you say that uh but you also now volunteer with you know black boys code so it's nice because i'm like yes it's you know you're immigrant or whatever but there's still i'm sure there are people that listen to this podcast and be like man if i knew you know i definitely could have been there for DT and the fact that you're doing that for other, you know, young kids right now is pretty cool. That you're not just, you know, talking shit. You're actually backing it up. So, right? yeah. Walk the walk. Walk the and walk. And it's interesting because that you say that because, like, what it's great, like, what makes, what really helps people is to have, like, an active person in your life who you mm-hmm. can talk to and you can truly say, like, I want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. I want to be just like you. Mm-hmm. And then they can say, here's how yeah right instead of you just trying to guess and maybe you'll get lucky and know people and you know so that's that's mentorship mentorship man like i know me personally i always kind of learned more from like i was more inclined to listen to the big bros than my parents yeah like you kind of chuck up to like oh it's your parents and you know and that's why coming from african communities you know the community raises the kid yeah because there's might be some things that your parents say you're like man that's just my parents but then mm. like an uncle says it or someone you respect says it or someone who you know you know is less conservative but still, you know still holds that point of view like okay you know mm-hmm. what cool like I'll yeah. with that. so i like mm. that I like that a lot man yeah that was awesome Something... what about you toby man what would i change about college um doesn't have to be anything no, no, no. There's, there's like, I, I think back at it all the time. I think I would have taken, taken more risks, um, in terms socially. Mm. <laughs> there's like, shoot, shoot more shots. I should have shot more shots. No, I don't, I don't mean it just yeah, like no, that. I, I think, I think like there's definitely some, like near the end of college, you would, you would 
make a group of friends mm-hmm. or, or discover a new course line. It's like, man, I'm almost at the end of my my program. That would have been a nice thing to kind of add on. Or, yeah. It's like, wow, you're a really dope dude. Why didn't I talk to you? Or, wow, you you're a really nice. You're actually a really nice girl. Like I thought <laughs> that this entire time I thought like, yeah, there's always like social things Such like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm happy with where I ended up. Um, oh, one more thing. I wish also I did a little, I tried a little harder before I found what I wanted to do mm. because that really messed up my GPA, right, right, right. <laughs> which kind of screwed me out of some really good master's programs. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that maybe I can still get into the, because like, it's like when it comes to like the arts, mm-hmm. there's specific stuff that you want to do. It's mm-hmm. like, and specific courses and only specific schools that cater to that. It's right. like, dude, I really want to study like, you know, the, like the philosophy of jazz music and mm-hmm. this as it relates to black culture and this like a very like they only have that one course over there and i can't get in because right, like right, i right. did really bad in a couple courses there yeah. so that sucks but i'm hoping that maybe i can have the opportunity to apply as a mature student mm-hmm. and maybe even this podcast will be my manifesto nice yeah i like that <laughs> yeah uh it says here, on average, most college students get six to seven hours of sleep per night, and the college years are notoriously sleep-deprived due to an overload of activities. My question is, do you agree? And if so, you know, expound. Man, I don't sleep much now, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, like what? Honestly, I think it was just good prep, <laughs> if anything. For, I don't know when you do get to really sleep in life, you know. Sleep uh, when you're dead? I mean, it don't have to be, it doesn't have to go that deep, you know, but uh, yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to yeah. prep an episode then. Let me just tell you sleep. that COVID is really good for sleep for me. Yes, like I can the imagine. Lockdown was. I can imagine. Yeah, man, I was sleeping the, the best I've ever slept in my life. Stressed. Nothing uh, like joblessness. Nah, man, I was fun employed. Trudeau uh, checks to, yeah, <laughs> to give you some good. Trudeau sleep. was good for sleep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, although that's this is the life that I chose. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm happy to have the opportunity to do what I do. So. Make that dope. Make the money. Yeah. Yeah, I was sleep deprived. I also used to game quite a bit pre twenty sixteen. Oh, that's right. You were like a major gamer. Like this dude was like dead ass, like almost like some face clan like (laughs) esports gaming. (laughs) Give Miss Roses. Give Miss Roses like that. There you go. Um, Anyone who knew me, yeah, I was like a community advisor. At the same time, I was a gamer. At the same time, I was doing Kamsai. But yeah, that that took like a a huge chunk of sleep. Huge chunk of sleep. Uh, I would go on destiny raids with the boys. Uh, shout out Farouk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we cleared some really epic, uh, epic uh, dungeons together. That's so, so our, our friendship is built on destiny. <laughs> I'm even kidding. Um, that was that was a game that brought us together in in epic ways. Um, That's so funny. Destiny and Battlefield. That was that was how we became uh, uh, friends. Uh, but yeah, but I would say post uh, twenty sixteen, not so much. Mm-hmm. And now, how's uh, your, yeah, your, your your sleep post? You know, post college. It's like five six hours. At I can't night? really in night. Yeah, I can't Do really you nap. Like, I nap sometimes in the day. But then things like my brain is like, like I just like I'm fucking like 
my brain is like fucking active. Like there's so much going that's hard for me to like just calm down and just like uh, just okay, to calm it I, down. And I'm and definitely sleep. prepping an episode on sleep because y'all yeah. are crazy. Yeah, but where we, I mean, like, no, you need if you want to go back and look at our stuff, we do have one on dreams. That's kind of about sleep. Yeah, but <laughs> we we didn't really break down like, hey, if you, yeah. this is the amount of hours you need. Here's how it affects your chances of Alzheimer's. Like, uh, we didn't go like Doctor Matthew Walker deep. Uh, <laughs> he's a he's a doctor of sleep, and he's yeah, he's super knowledgeable. He has a he has a book that I was reading still reading that's really good on that stuff uh i bro i did not get good sleep at all during uh during school like at all uh half my body was red rave which is a knockoff of red rain which is a knockoff of red bull we could get it you know from kamsai for like a dollar as opposed to red bull for like almost four so and I knew, I was like, listen, man, I'm slaving away at school. This is what I got to do to get the grades that I need. Uh, but I will say I've made an effort to turn around. And, you know, I do I do get, you know, about the odd day I'll get six. But I do pull, you know, seven, eight hours. Just kind of, it also helps right now because Jay has to wake up early and be in bed early for her 5 a.m. classes yeah. at York. So kind of getting to, to bed a little bit earlier does help. Having someone to sleep with also helps. Not going to lie. It's different when you're in bed being existential all by yourself. Hmm. Having a dog also helps. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say maybe I'll set myself up for, for success. Set myself <laughs> up for, for good sleep. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, then And again, now we're out... We're looking back and I feel like even if we go back to school, whether it's masters or, you know, a uh, specified uh, thing, we, it will be different. The same way university was different for us the first time post high school, it just will be different if we go back. We yeah. just kind of like a, you know, different bag of tricks and awareness yeah. and stuff. So to everyone who is slaving through school right now, we're with you, man. You know, we're with you. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Especially for those out there, you know, in the prairies or, you know, like where winter is hitting hard already, where the weather's dropping, you already got to put on, you know, four or five layers. Listen, man, Toby is laughing right now, just shaking oh, yeah. his head. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks out there, man. Thoughts and prayers. Shout yeah. out to y'all. And uh, yeah, hit yeah, us up. One day, you know, you'll be... On a podcast, also just talking about it. In the yeah, past. and things do change. Petting right? your and dog, that's the thing. some candles lit, For like sure. no midterm or homework. Yeah, on your mind, just uh, that life, just living. life and bills, life and, and bills. Taxes. Yeah, <laughs> taxes. It and, doesn't. Uh, it doesn't have to be that dark. <laughs> it's just whatever stage you are at in life. You know, yeah. College is just one. One. Uh, one brief moment, I think. I will say I wasn't a fan of just tests and exams. My favorite part of school was always projects. Mm-hmm. Nice. And now that I'm working, I feel like now I get to do projects just all day. That. Yeah. There you go. So my tiredness... Life is one long project. Yeah. So my tiredness comes from doing you know stuff I love and enjoy. So I would way rather be 
working a job I am right now, getting paid good and worrying about bills, then, you know, <laughs> where I was yeah. three, four years ago, man. Yeah. So no complaints at all. About no it, complaints. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's it, man. So that's it. We're not yeah. going to have, you know, any question today because today was all questions. Pretty much. Thanks to, uh, thanks to you guys for tuning in. Thanks to DT. Thanks to Toby. My name's Yanu. See you guys. Peace. Take care. Later. <laughs>